Podcast Answer Man, episode number 200. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the 200th episode of this weekly podcast devoted to podcasting. That's right, the podcast that is here to help you on a weekly basis take your show to the next level. doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster just thinking about podcaster, podcasting or have been podcasting for years and you still can't talk. This show is for you. Oh, goodness, my friends. Oh, my. I am so excited. I know I say that every week. Well, most every week, I'm pretty sure. Because I am. This is my favorite show to record. Uh, it is It is my favorite topic to talk about. I love podcasting. And I am so excited about the fact this is my 200th episode of Podcast Answer Man. And uh, I, I think back to when I first started Podcast Answer Man and, and what my goals were and what my mission for this podcast was, and and to know that um, it didn't take a whole 200 episodes to achieve all that I had ever hoped for and so much more. And if you're wondering what my goals were for Podcast Answer Man, what I had hoped to do with this show, um, the, and, and by the way, it the, the show was launched as a result of my desire to eventually one day start doing podcasting full-time as a career within maybe the next five to ten years. And of course, I think that was uh, just two and a half, maybe three years ago uh, that I actually, or no, was it four years? It was four years ago when I launched this. So within within the time frame um, that I had allotted myself, I achieved my goal of going into podcasting full-time as my career. Uh, my desire with this show was to uh, put my self out there as a trusted advisor when it comes to consulting and coaching in the area of podcasting and new media. And um, this podcast has achieved that for me and and has really allowed me to share a lot of valuable information week after week after week. And and I, I, I can just tell you right now that if you're considering focusing um, on a new online venture, a new podcast or a new niche out there um, podcasting is a great way to to add to let's say you you're planning on doing blogging and hope that people will notice notice you and all of that other stuff that that's going to be very helpful but man if you can get behind a microphone and you can be inspired and passionate and and genuine genuinely enthusiastic about your your particular niche and uh, you have a lot of valuable inf- information to share and you can give it freely to people it, it's amazing what a podcast can do for you and uh, helping you to build your personal brand. And And uh, I'm just delighted to be here. The number of subscribers that are here today, I would have never guessed in a million years that I'd have uh, within this amount of time. And and uh, especially when, when you know, I was going into podcasting. I remember, oh gosh, if you just uh, go back to, I don't even remember what episode it was, but I remember uh, Michael W. Gohagen going on the record and saying, podcasting is dead. And and I invited him on my show, and we had a pretty, pretty a civil debate, but it was intense. Uh, I I disagreed with him in the episode, and 
he had recommended that Cliff, you probably are selling yourself short, and I don't know how long you can actually last in this. If you're if you're going to call yourself a podcast consultant, I think that you know that that's a really bad idea that you should call yourself a new media consultant because people. When they go to hire people, they're going to look for somebody who can help them with YouTube channels and Facebook fan pages and and Twitter accounts and and all these other things and and uh, you know they're going to go for somebody like that versus somebody who's just a podcaster. And <laughs> I disagreed with him back then, and um, and I still disagree with that thought today. I think that you should find your niche. Think think you should find your focus, find your truest passion, and go at it with all all you have. And and when you do that, you become known for that one thing. In fact, I don't want to be known as the video podcast guy. I want to be known as the audio podcast guy. I don't want to be known for the guy who can help you with your Facebook fan page. Do I know how to set those up? Of course I know how to set those up. It's not what I want to be known for. I, I, I really have no desire to help people set up a blog unless that blog contains a podcast, an audio podcast. So, I mean... I knew what I wanted and and this is my niche and this is where I feel most comfortable. It's where I feel like I have the most value to offer because it's what I do day in, day out, every single day of the week. It's the number one thing on my mind all the time is the podcast and what and and what podcasting does. And and by the way, it's not just about earning income. It's not about that. Uh, go back, listen to episode number 198, I think, is where I had my uh, wife on, or was it 199 when I had my wife on the show? Uh, I think it was 198. Anyway, I had my wife on the show on, on 198 uh, where we shared the talk that I gave on a cruise where I talked about my true motives for podcasting. So anyway, I say all that to say that I'm very excited about 200 episodes. I hope you don't mind that I spent the first six minutes of the show talking about it. Um, if anything else, it's not just me. Yeah, it is It is a little bit of me just patting myself on the back. I, I admit that. Maybe it is. But here's the thing. At the same time, I hope it's an encouragement to you. Um, and by you, I'm talking about the podcaster out there that's on your fifth episode or your sixth episode. You know, trust me, it takes time. It, it, it does. And there's a lot of work involved in building something that's worthwhile. But keep at it, keep being passionate, keep moving forward. And uh, as far as growing your audience, I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand more. Don't worry about growing your audience. Uh, Spend more time focusing on building stronger, deeper relationships with the people that are already listening to your show. I don't care if you've only got five people subscribed to your show, get a really good close relationships with those five people and those people will eventually start talking and of course it all comes down to motives and stuff like that but hey you know what we've got all kinds of things to talk about in the show uh so instead of talking about me for the rest of the show i'm going to tell you what we've got here i am going to tell you in a few moments i'm going to sh- i'm going to play a um uh, an interview that will uncover the reason why i have unsubscribed from every single podcast that I've ever listened to in iTunes. That's right. I've completely gone in and unsubscribed from all podcasts in iTunes. So (laughs) hopefully you caught that little pause there. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, We've got a lot of other things. We're going to talk about blog talk radio, Podbean, um, what to do if you can't, you know, when you, when you didn't follow my advice or maybe you're just now finding out about Podcast Answer Man and you didn't get to hear my advice, what do you do when you've already started out on one of, the, one of those services and now you want to go uh, on a different route? 
we're we're gonna get Vince who's gonna ask about how do you get audio going out the auxiliary output if you're hooked up to Skype. Uh, video product questions from Chef Tony. Um, I'm gonna give you a little update about my A to Z course that's going on currently and what's going on for May. The freebie guy calls in and asks me about Adobe Audition versus Sound Booth, and Jim Beagley wants to know what um, uh, metadata he should include in his MP3 tags. So as you can see, there's a lot of things to cover here today, and uh, we're going to get things started off with a call from Lane, who's going to share her experience with Blog Talk Radio. Take it away, Lane. Hey, Cliff. This is Lane with LayoutToday.com, and I'm calling for the podcast Answer Man. I have become a podcasting cautionary tale, and I wanted to tell you and your listeners so my experience may be of value to them. So I decided I wanted to start a podcast, and despite your best advice, went to Blog Talk Radio because it was quick and easy, and I didn't need any equipment. But as you know, um, the quality is not so good, and it was not very long before I got fed up with the the phone type quality and wanted to upgrade my show, but I had several hundred listeners, so I didn't want to leave those listeners hanging. I contacted Blog Talk Radio and asked them if they could do an iTunes RSS feed redirect so I could keep my current RSS feed and keep my listeners but host it myself on my own site, and they told me no in no uncertain terms. In fact, I got on the phone with someone there finally and said to explain the situation to him, told him about the quality issue, asked him if there was any way he could do this out of the goodness of his heart, and he said, there's nothing in this for us. He said that bypasses them completely, there's no money in it for them, and they would not do it, period. So um, I'm left hanging. I'm going to have to host my own show starting over from scratch, losing all those listeners and trying to capture them again somehow. And I just wanted to reemphasize what you tell us again and again, that it's really important that we own our own RSS feed and that we host it ourselves on our own sites and manage our own feeds so we have complete control over it. So I just wanted to um, to share my story and say thank you for the great advice you give. And if um, for your listeners, if they don't listen to you, they may live to rue the day just as I have. So anyway, thanks very much. That's just my story and wanted to share it with your listeners. Bye-bye. Lane, you know, I I wish there was some part of me that could find pleasure in saying I I feel good about the fact that I was right, but I don't. I really don't. I feel horrible for for all the folks who are in the situation like you are. In fact, the first two calls today, both you, Lynn, and uh, the next call from Clint, is is something that, to be honest with you, I I get at least at least four to six emails per month dealing with this topic. And the the topic, of course, is where people, instead of going out, creating their own website, uh, taking care of uh, managing their own RSS feed and uh, submitting their own RSS feed to to, uh, iTunes and other directories, um, instead of sending their own RSS feed, they allow some service that makes it quick and easy you know, no equipment required, you know, no technical knowledge required. All you need to do is create a username, an account, and start recording content. And by golly, we will submit your show to RS, via RSS to iTunes. And of course, the majority of the people that do this, they don't even know what RSS feeds are. And they have no idea how they get into iTunes. All they know is that they recorded something, they put it online, or it was, you know, they called in a phone number and they put it online. 
and and boom, they're in iTunes. This is the greatest thing in the world. No, it is the worst thing in the world to have a service out there run your RSS feed. Um, this was my, I'll tell you what, if you go to, go to talkshoe.com, all right? Do this sometime. Go to talkshoe.com, and I probably will get some flack over this, but I don't care. Uh, I, I don't use the service uh, as, as much as I used to. But anyway, go to talkshoe.com, and then go in and do in the search box, put in 4776. Now, if you look at at that on a on a keypad, that's GSPN, by the way. Uh, so if you want to remember later, uh, look on your keypad, look at GSPN, and you'll see it's 4776. Type that in, and then it'll pull up under search results. It'll say join the community, and you'll see my Podcast Answer Man logo there. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at my listing for this particular show, and I want you to tell me where you see an RSS feed on there. You know, uh, you won't see an RSS feed. You won't see a iTunes link. You won't see anything at all related to my podcast on that page for you to subscribe to. And the reason why is because I talked with the CEO of this company and I said, listen, I want to use your service. I want to promote you heavily, but I do not want you to submit anything that I do on your site, especially regarding this show. I don't want you to put anything that I put on here into iTunes, and I do not want you to offer anybody who finds my content via your site, I don't want you to give anybody the option to subscribe to an RSS feed that you manage. And um, I basically said, listen, I, I won't use this service, I won't promote this service, I won't do anything with this service unless you remove that. And I'll tell you what, I was able to get them to completely remove the RSS feeds off of that account. Now, I have a ton of other accounts on there that I didn't go through the process of doing that, but I never promoted those. I never actually used those accounts for anything other than just hosting files and, again, never submitted anything. But I'm very particular. If I'm going to use a third-party service for anything related to podcasting, I will not use them if they offer an RSS feed that's different than the one that I want to promote. Um, back when I started podcasting full-time as my career, I was uh, approached by Podango. Yes, Podango. They wanted, to sign, they wanted to sign me on as one of their premier network partners uh, up there with MommyCast and some other uh, bigger players. And what happened was uh, they, one, of the, one of the three or four reasons why I decided not to sign on with our network, one of the reasons was that this thing called feed confusion. And that was everything on my site was going to, you know, every, all of my shows, even though I was allowed to have my own independent websites, my own independent brands and everything else, I was able to manage my own RSS feeds. They wanted to create on their website uh, profile pages for each of my shows. And the, on those profile pages, they wanted to put their RSS feeds on there so that anybody who found me through their method online would be subscribed to my feed through their service. And I'm like, no, I want people subscribed to my feed. It is my show. We'll find a way. There, there are ways to get your advertisements into my feed. Let's let's work on that. But, you know, I, I, I've said, no, I, I'm sorry. I will not sign on. I will not use a third-party service, anything that's outside of myself, when you have an RSS feed different than the one that I personally want to manage. So I don't use them. Now, um, so so 
what's what's the problem here? The problem is is that if you all of a sudden decide that one of these third party services aren't for you, such as let's just say Podango might possibly go out of business and declare bankruptcy and give people uh, a two actually a ten day notice or two week notice period of time during the Christmas holiday that they need to get everything off their servers because they're going bankrupt and shutting everything down before the first of the year. Um, that's what they did one Christmas uh, a couple years ago, which I'm glad that I wasn't signed up with them. Um, and uh, which, by the way, was what sparked Michael W. Gohagen to say that podcasting was dead. No, podcasting isn't dead. People just had a stupid business model. That's all there is to it. Um, and so, and which, by the way, is all about CPM and selling advertising. The Yeah, things that I don't agree with. But so the situation, though, is that when you have a service that goes defunct or they jump ship or, you know, the quality isn't quite as good as what you had hoped it would be. It's all telephone quality or whatever the case may be. If you have this third party server that or a service that has your own R, has their R, own RSS feed, they manage it for you and you have several hundred subscribers well, if you want to actually say, you know what, I want to take, I want to kick it up a notch. So this is a great start. I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to invest in equipment. I wasn't sure if I wanted to spend a couple hours or a couple weeks or whatever the case may be to to set up and figure out how to get all this stuff going. I didn't want to invest all this stuff until I knew that this was for me. And man, I, I started calling in these shows, and I've got you know these listeners, and well, the feedback that I'm getting, the community that's being built around this show is amazing. I want to actually start doing something. Better, you know, people said that you know they'd really love it if if the show was had a little bit better quality, and and uh, I want to give it to them, and so I, I want to create a site of my own. I want to start recording my own shows locally, and you know what? I I don't I find that I don't need let's say whatever X Y Z third party service this is anymore. And to think that all of a sudden, you know, the, you know, your couple hundred subscribers are all subscribed to an RSS feed in it via iTunes or whatever else that is being managed by that third party company and then all of a sudden can you imagine that the only way to get that changed which by the way there is a way this any company out there i don't care if i don't care i won't even say the names of the companies you know who she called in about but it doesn't matter what the name of the company is if you have if they have if they own your rss feed and they have submitted to itunes they can go in and manually put some code, an iTunes redirect code. It's just one line of tag. You know, it says, hey, iTunes redirect, you know, uh, open tag. And then here's the new RSS feed that I want you to forward to, end tag. Boom. That's all they have to do. And then the next time people go and update their feed to see if you have any new episodes, it says, hey, Instead of looking at this feed from now on, go over and check out this feed. And it completely, immediately, automatically redirects them to the new feed that they put in there for you. Now, um, I, I, I want to go ahead and play the second feedback because it, it so closely ties in to what I'm sharing here. And then I'm going to talk to uh, specifically to Lane and, and, and probably to Clint as well about how you can keep those subscribers or at least most of them. Clint, take it away with your question. Hi, uh, this is um, Clint uh, Pritchard calling, and I'm one of your subscribers to your podcast, Answer Man, and I'm actually, and I just, I want to know, um, I thought I remembered an episode, but I can't seem to find it in the search. I'm, I'm trying to find a way, um, I have a podcast that I've uploaded everything on Podbean, and I want to back that podcast up and everything 
on their server so that I can uh, move it either to uh, my own server or maybe WordPress or, or Blogspot. So um, I wanted to find out if you had like three minutes to give me any suggestions. Or if you had a podcast on that exact topic, I can just listen to that. Thank you. All right, Clint, thank you for your call. And by the way, this came in on my voicemail feedback hotline for the podcast Answerman Consulting Business. And Clint, unfortunately, I didn't have three minutes to give you a call. But since you said you were a listener of Podcast Answerman, I thought I would include it here, knowing that I was going to talk about this topic. So hopefully you're listening. And uh, I, I'm, for you, I, I went ahead and edited out the phone number that you had left. But anyway, here, here's the situation. Same deal here. Using a third-party service let he allowed that third party service to set the account over the send the RSS feed over to iTunes. And and Clint, this is probably going to be easier than you for you than it was Lane, although it may not be. Okay. So here's I'm going to tell you the exact same thing I shared with Lane. Go to your third party service. I, again, I'm not going to say their names because I, I don't think that I, I need to say anything about those. Uh, but here's the situation. Go to your third party service after you have already backed up all your all of your files, uploaded them to your own media server, um, and then create your own website, create your own RSS feed. My personal use, my personal desire is to use FeedBurner. Although some people argue and say, "Well, if you're using FeedBurner, you're really not managing." I mean, you're using a third-party service to to do that. Yes, I am. I I have a lot more faith in FeedBurner than I do in anybody else out there. As far as a third-party service, I, I trust Google with way more than I probably should. But I have I have been with FeedBurner since the very beginning. I was glad when Google bought them, and um, they do have a My Brand feature and functionality. I have never employed the My Brand, uh, and the only reason I've never employed the My Brand is simply because I had already had five or six episodes or five or six podcasts out there before My Brand came about. I I completely trust them. And of course, one day, who knows, episode 492, I'll probably say, "Uh uh-oh, everybody warned me. I don't know. I I personally, yeah. and uh, Bob Jordan Jordan is saying in the chat room, you can also use a C name and use your own domain with FeedBurner. And and, uh, yeah, it's basically, that's exactly what it's called. It's called the My Brand Service. So, but I personally, I I use FeedBurner. And uh, what I would recommend that, that you do is you set up your own site, get your own RSS feed, take that RSS feed, send it through FeedBurner, and then that FeedBurner feed becomes your feed. And that's the one you want iTunes subscribers to subscribe to. Now, the thing is, is don't go and subscribe, send that right off into iTunes. Don't submit that new feed into iTunes right away. And the reason why is because you'll have a second listing for your show. Instead, what you want to do is you want to take that new you know, feeds.feedburner.com slash whatever you chose as your RSS feed, or if you're using the MyBrand feed, whatever your feed is, with you know that the FeedBurner feed is. The thing is, is once you have that set up, all right, what you would do then is you would actually take that feed and you would you would send a note over to the support department of your third-party service provider. And and what you would do is say, listen, I, you know, I really appreciate your service. I have, uh, you know, your, your service really helped me get things off the ground and showed me that I that podcasting is something that I am very much interested in. I've decided to go a more professional route personally as I'm developing a brand online, and I've decided to actually create my own site and manage my own RSS feed. I understand that you can actually put an iTunes redirect 
piece of code into the RSS feed that you manage for me and actually put this my new feed in there. This is my new RSS feed. Will you please do that for me? And now, Clint, the third-party service that uh, you are using, I can tell you right now from my experience about, I don't know if it's, I would say somewhere about two out of every three times that you will ask them, they will do it. Uh, and I think it's about seven out of every 10 people who have told me that they asked were told that it's not possible. It is possible. There's only about a 20, 20 to 30% chance that you're actually going to get them to do it. There's somebody that will do it for you. So again, I'm not saying the name of that person, but third-party providers can do this. It is possible. And I want to tell you that Lane's third-party provider, uh, basically same deal. I know people who have had that third-party provider do that in the past. Yes, it can be done by them. It has been done by them. And it sounds to me from what Lane is saying is that uh, if you get somebody who's honest, they'll tell you why they won't do it. And it and it could potentially be because there's nothing in it for them. So now for Clint and for Lane, if you've done everything you feel like you can do with these companies, and, and again, I, appro- I would approach them as, as civilly as possible, you know, beg them if necessary. And I know that Lane did. Uh, beg them, plead with them, you know, uh, you know, offer to buy them lunch, send them a Chipotle gift certificate for, you know, 50 bucks, whatever. Uh, see what you can do to get them to do the iTunes redirect. I mean, really, literally, try everything possible. There's a good chance that you might get it to happen. If not, all is not completely lost. And in fact, this is what I would recommend doing. So if I were, let's just say I were with I were Lane. And I had this podcast I started up, didn't know if I was really going to be involved in podcasting. I have several hundred listeners to my podcast. And now I've decided this is not the quality for me. This is not the service for me. I want to I do my own thing. I'm going to invest in some equipment and I'm going to build a brand around this. Wow, am I inspired by this. And I am so excited to have these several hundred subscribers to my show. And I don't want to lose them. But now my third-party provider that I chose to go with, they're holding my RSS feed and my subscribers hostage. And I use that language harshly for a reason. All right? Now, the thing is, is they're holding my subscribers hostage. Well, here's the situation. My my assumption is that your RSS feed is still valid. And if you continue to stay on their service, which is what they're desiring you to do, well, guess what? You can continue to speak to your audience. And so here's what you do. You spend one, two, three, four more episodes on their service, and in every single episode, you say at the beginning of the show, in the middle of the show, and at the end of the show, that effective April 1st, 2011, we are moving to our own website. We This feed will no longer be updated. This feed will be suggested for removal, uh, and, and you will no longer get any updates after uh, the the final episode in March. And so you've got a couple more weeks. You do that. You, you say it in the beginning of the show, the middle of the show, and the end of the show. And then on April 1st, 2011, you record one last show. And that one last show is just a five or 10 minute show explaining, you know, civilly, don't, don't bash the service, uh, but just explain to them, say, you know what? I started using this service because... Um, 
you know, I wasn't sure. This is why I chose to use it. You know what? I've decided that I, I'm going to get serious about this. I'm doing my own thing. Unfortunately, uh, I was trying to get the thing switched over to where you could automatically, you know, that where things would automatically switch you over to the new feed that I've created. I wasn't able to get that to happen. So this is, this episode will forever remain in this podcast feed as the final episode. I am continuing to record podcast episodes week after week. In fact, I'm more serious about this. In fact, you're going to get higher quality on the other feed. Please do me a favor. Understand this is the final episode here. Please go and check out my new site over at xyz.com and make sure to click the subscribe via iTunes button over there. And just let that be your final episode. And you know what? Guess what? If you And here's the deal. Out of your several hundred listeners, I would say that probably 70 or 80% of them will likely follow you. The ones who don't, honestly, don't care a whole lot about your brand anyway. So the ones who are the most important people who are following you and connected to you and are interested in what you have to share, if you do that, do a couple more episodes on this third-party service, those people will listen to you, they will go over to your new feed, and they will subscribe. So I hope that that's uh, a little bit of reassurance for you. And I'll tell you what, uh, then I actually have a 25-minute recording here. Uh, which is going to now explain to you, my friends, why I have unsubscribed to every single episode in uh, iTunes as far as when it, or unsubscribed to every single podcast in iTunes. Sorry, I'm a little distracted by some talking that's going on outside the store. So uh, let me click this here, and uh, here's this interview that I did. <laughs> All right, everybody, I am on the Skype connection here with Russell from, is it Adelaide, Australia? Yep, that's the one. All right, and he is also with a company called Shifty Jelly. Tell us a little bit about Shifty Jelly and what you guys do over there, Russell. Yeah, so Shifty Jelly, Shifty Jelly started about two years ago. So it was um, me and a friend of mine, Philip, we just basically started on our couches sort of late at night. We are both software developers and... I guess we had a passion for developing software, and um, that's where it started. And then, oh, what was it, September of last year, we actually went full-time. So we both resigned from our full-time jobs and uh, you know, moved into the office and, and did it for real. So now we develop um, our software for, for the iPhone, for, for Android, a little bit of web stuff as well. Excellent. Are you guys for hire to create uh, web or iPhone applications and mobile applications for cell devices? Uh, we we try to be more of a product company, so we prefer sort of working on our own uh, products and designs and and things like that. We were originally doing a lot of client work as well, just to obviously pay the bills and make sure we got fed and all that kind of thing. But we're we're doing it right now in a, in the fact that we can kind of take on you know all our own work basically. Well, congratulations on that, by the way. I'm glad to hear that. And so yeah, uh, thanks. I know I I've heard about you. I think it was on MacStories.com. I saw somebody there do a little bit of an article on. Pocket Casts. Um, how did Pocket Casts come about? Yeah, so it was the end of last year, and um, I guess we were looking for for a new application to make, and we we decided to kind of look at all the things that that frustrated us. I guess our history is that uh, we've got a highly successful weather application here in Australia. It's called Pocket Weather Australia, and um, that sort of came about because there was no good weather on the iPhone for for Australia, and I guess Pocket Casts kind of came out the same way. We 
we had a look at the things that frustrated us about the iPhone and we both have a, a commute to work. Like I drive 40 minutes, I think, you know, Phil's half an hour on the tram and, and we sort of listen to podcasts every day and we realise, you know, what we're doing here is, you know, I've got my iPod and then I jump over to iTunes and I'm trying to sync it over and, you know, sometimes iTunes is not, not quite up to date so I've missed the episode now. I've got to go to the, you know, the author's website and I've got to stream it directly off there and it was all quite quite cumbersome. We thought, you know, why, why don't we come up with a way to simplify this? So I guess I think this was back in December last year we sort of started working on it and, um, yeah, we finally came up with something we're happy with. So we sort of we tested it for a few weeks. We... You know, we made tweaks. We sort of listened to it every day in the car. We'd file a list of bugs. You know, when we got in, you know, I found this, I found this. And I guess we finally came up with the application that, that we wanted to use. And that, that was the main driver behind it. That is, that's awesome because I want to tell you, uh, I got your application and I have uh, been, I mean, I've been tethered to the iTunes for quite some time, ever since uh, my very first iPod that I had purchased. Uh, that's how I've been getting my podcast. And I think iTunes does a really good job uh, as far as if you're wanting to subscribe to things on a desktop, but if you want to have them on, you know, your podcast on the go, you do, you kind of are stuck with, you know, going back and, and syncing your device. And I just got back from a 11 day trip. I was gone for 11 days, uh, drove for two days to, to Florida, went on a seven day cruise and came back. And by the time I came back, I had listened to all the content that was on my that was uh, synced before I left, and of course I had no way of getting all of my new content. Well, technically speaking, there was, but no fun and ongoing usable way. Uh, so I had to wait till I got back and synced. And of course, there was tons of new stuff, and I'm way behind. Now, of course, there are applications out there. Um, I, one of which, by the way, I tried the, the closest thing that that came. Anywhere near close to what you guys have done is is a podcaster or is a application called Podcaster. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, I've, I've seen that, and that's the one that Philip um, used to use before we had our product. I I'd, I'd never really used it. I was more using my iPod, and then there's a button on the iPod on the iPhone that says "Get More Episodes," and that jumps you over to iTunes. And it was all a bit of a mess. But Phil did show me Podcaster, and I guess that that's been around for a while. I think at least a year and a bit. And I actually remember when. Um, is Alex or Alexi or someone his name is actually got rejected by Apple, so that was quite a, a famous story. He made that podcasting app, and they they kicked him off the store, and then he was trying to sort of sell it ad hoc, and then there was you know all this kerfuffle, and that's that's kind of got what got us interested is when they actually let him back into the store and they released all their their policies. They used to just sort of be hidden policies that you know they reject your application and say this is why, but there was never a document that they could turn to, and I guess Apple released all that and. That's what really motivated us. And I mean, the other thing about Podcaster is it's it's a very traditional client. You know, you you subscribe to your podcast, and then it's almost like email. You know, you say I've read this one, I've I've downloaded this one, I've I've done whatever. And what we tried to do was, um, I guess, tailor it a bit more to how we use it. So I, I, for example, I wake up in the morning and I want to know, you know, out of all the shows I've subscribed to, what's new. So I go straight to the updates tab. I go, okay, there's five new podcasts. I don't want to listen to these two. I'll just delete those and then. I'll hit download all, I'll go have a shower, you know, play with my kids a bit, have breakfast, and by the time I get in the car, it's all there, ready to go. And I guess we were trying to build more of that kind of thing rather than a, a traditional podcasting client. Right, and and uh, the way you use it is very much the way that I use it. Um, going back for just a moment, if you don't mind, uh, you talked about the fact that, you know, if you're subscribed to something on your iPod and, and you can click the Get More Episodes uh, there are a couple flaws with the way that iTunes does that. Uh, number one, you can't download via 3G. You have to be connected to Wi-Fi if it's over, what, 10 megabytes, I believe. 
So, yeah, I think they've now extended that to 20, but it's, it's still too small for the majority of, of podcasts. Absolutely, yeah. majority of mine are all over 20 uh, megabytes, even the ones I'm subscribed to, not just the ones I produce. But uh, so, so there's a limitation on how much you can do via 3G uh, on the Get More episodes. And the other thing is, is it's dependent on whether or not the podcast that you're subscribed to is actually in the iTunes store, which uh, I'm subscribed to several shows that are not in the store. And I also have um, some private feeds that I don't let out to the world. And um, people can still subscribe to them via the RSS feed URL. And if they try to get the Get More episodes, it's going to open up the iTunes uh, app, but they're, it's not going to take them to my show. It's going to take them just to the podcast directory, and that's that's so the major flaws there. That's why I, you know, I still relied on the, uh, you know, just the syncing model. But then Podcaster came out, and I I liked it, but it still wasn't there for me. It just something about its layout wasn't there. But I'll tell you what, I paid for your application, it, which by the way, it's really inexpensive. What is it? A dollar ninety nine? Yeah, I think in the U.S. and Canada, it's a dollar ninety nine. Totally affordable. I mean, I mean, folks, go and buy it right away. Uh, if you don't like it, um, you know, you spend a dollar ninety nine. But I, I'm telling you, I love this thing. So, so here's here's what I love about your application, and I, I want to share this with my audience. Um, I, I love the fact that I get to see, like, a, on your media library, you get to see a gallery of the shows. You get to see the show artwork, and you have a little badge that's on the top. That shows you how many, I guess, unlistened to episodes that you have. Yeah, yeah, correct. And and so I like that. It, it helps me to see that. The thing is, is also if I click on one of the album artworks and uh, I view, it'll take me and it'll show me what I have available. It's kind of like my own personal queue. And I can delete episodes out after I've listened to them. I can leave as many in the queue or as few in the queue as I want. Uh, and like, for example, today I accidentally deleted an episode. I swiped it and deleted it out of my queue, but at any point I can actually click this little button that says show all available episodes, which goes and grabs a whole live feed of everything that is currently available. And you can just hit a button that says add and it puts it right back in your queue. Absolutely. Absolutely love that functionality. Um, there are a couple things that I wanted to uh, ask you about, and that is I noticed that when I started doing a search, um, I noticed that a lot of shows are already in there. In fact, I, if I type in gspn.tv and I hit search, I see Twilight Saga Fan Podcast, Grey's Anatomy, Weekly Lost Co- Podcast, Social Media Serenity, Doctor Who Fan Podcast, World According to Megan. Desperate Housewives, Virtual Assistant Podcast, Family from the Heart, Private Practice, Heroes, Full-Time Mom, All My Free Content, uh, All Exclusive, Help I Got a Mac, Pursuing a Balanced Life, Almost Daily Devotional, Community Voice, Musically Challenged, Business Tech Weekly, (laughs) and About the Church. That's every podcast that I have in iTunes. How are you pulling? Are you pulling this stuff from iTunes? Um, It is. We we try to sort of keep that under wraps a bit, but I guess to, to answer your question, We've, I think we've added about 5,000 podcasts in over the previous week. So I guess anyone sort of downloading the application today has the benefit, you know, that it's been out for, I think, about a month now and people have been adding their own feeds and, you know, we've been pulling sort of not, not directly from iTunes but we do parse the, um, the RSS feeds and things that Apple release and they sort of let you go through those and, and see what's in iTunes. And I guess I think our library now is about 9,000 podcasts, maybe even more. And that's that's the thing we're really struggling with at the moment. So we've got a... 
a server that actually does all the parsing. So our whole idea was if I subscribe to 25 podcasts, I don't want to sit there for three minutes while, you know, my iPhone goes off and checks every single one of these RSS feeds. So we actually have a server that, that sits in between that. And that's what we've been up late with, you know, the last few nights. We're just trying to get that server to scale. You know, when you've got to parse 9,000, 10,000 different podcasts and try and make sure that, you know, within five minutes of something being published that, that the episode's there, that's that's actually what we're working on at the moment. So we're actually going to deploy quite a big change, I think, probably in a few hours, actually, just to, to get that all up to scratch. Because at the moment, you know, it's, it's still trying to keep up, but, you know, there's just so many podcasts and so many feeds that it's just struggling at the moment. Well, that's so that's the next question I have is so when I go in and let's just say there's an episode or a podcast that you don't have and you click add uh, podcast URL. So what we're doing is we're adding that to your servers then. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, correct. So if, if you find we, we keep track of, of what podcast people listen to, not not by your name or anything sort of malicious by that, but just so we can do push, we know, okay, this this iPhone listens to these ten podcasts. And so then we know out of our out of our database, you know, which ones people listen to and which ones they don't. So we give a little bit of priority to to the ones that people are actually subscribed to. And then we also, yeah, anything that gets added by URL, we we then go and parse that as well. We've got there's a bit of a job in there as well because a lot of podcasts will have you know three different URLs, but they'll actually be back to the same feed. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something we've been struggling as well. You know, you know dot rss dot this and dot whatever, but they're all sort of point back to the same place at the end of the day. So I have a question for you. Like I have this thing called the gspn.tv plus member feed. And so therefore, um, I, I recently made a change to where it, you know, it, it, it really honestly, pretty much anybody can get into it. It's only like for a minimum of $1, you can have access, lifetime access to our plus membership. It used to be something that was password protected. All the feeds were password protected. Everybody had unique URLs and stuff like that. And I did away with that in January. But I still don't necessarily want to have, you know, the 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 all of these RSS feeds for my premium subscriber only content out there. So if, if, for example, I actually went in and added my plus access all inclusive RSS URL. So does that mean if somebody does a search that there's a good chance that they might actually be able to pull that up and immediately subscribe to it then? No. So so we thought about that quite a bit. Obviously we don't, we don't support feeds that are that are password protected. You know the ones that you type into your browser and then it pops up saying what's your username and password. But you you can type in a feed that has like an authorization code or has your username and password embedded in the actual link, and those those don't actually come up in the search. So if you were to put in your, you know your premium super duper feed, you you still have access to it, and our server would still be parsing it. But no one else would just be able to type in you know. Uh, that into their phone and then get that feed as well. So that's that's something we actually remove from the search, so you don't get that in the search results. Okay. So so what what if mine what if my my feed now is not password protected because it is just a it is just a plain feed. I mean, and I'm yeah. not a, I'm not huge I'm not hugely worried about this at all. But I just I have a question just to know. Um, it, it is just a standard feed. It's just a it's it's a it's a subdirectory of a main site. So. You know, it's gspn.tv slash something slash something slash something, but it's just a main, plain, clean RSS feed. So would that get parsed and, and put into the search? Uh, no, probably not. Okay. So a lot of the, at the moment, if you've added it manually, and if it's not something we've had before, it's probably not going to appear in the search for now. That's that's just how it currently works. Okay. Um, a couple other things I notice. Uh, by the way, I love the the fact that when I click on it, uh, you guys have this wonderful feature of uh, being able to jump back so many seconds and uh, jump forward so many seconds. 
And other applications, like, I mean, I believe the uh, Podcaster app has this, but unlike the other ones, I can actually go in and customize how many seconds to go back, how many seconds to jump forward, depending on what I put in the settings. So Yeah, so, so this, this was a big feature for me. I, I use this mainly in the car, and that's why those buttons are sort of take up half the screen. So for those that don't know how it works, if you tap anywhere on the left side of the screen while, while the podcast is playing, it jumps back a predefined amount of time. So I think the defaults are 10 seconds back, 30 seconds forward. And so for me, that was invaluable. You know, I'd be listening to a show that goes for an hour and a half and, you know, they start talking about something I really don't care about. And you'd think, okay, I'm in the car. I don't want to have to try and, you know, find where's the fast forward button or try and scrub. That's that's quite a dangerous thing to do. So I just sort of, you know, lean my hand over, go tap, 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 tap. And, you know, when that particular conversation's finished, then I can kind of tune back in. Or if there's something I've missed, you know, someone says something and everyone laughs and I think, oh, you know, what do they say? I can just go tap and it'll jump back 10 seconds and you know you're right back into it absolutely love it um like i said it, it's a feature i've seen in other places but yours is unique in that we can program our own uh time forward and time backward i i love that the one thing i will say is that um the feature the feature for jumping forward uh and i don't and i'm almost sure uh backwards is not there for video is that something that you hope to add in the future yeah, so at the moment we're working on the next version. That's something I already added, um, I think it was last week. So the, the trick there was that, you know, you tap the middle of the screen to get the video controls to come up, and then we didn't want to make that jump straight away. So the way that works now in the video feed, and this is not released yet, but, you know, you tap once to get the controls, and then you can tap backwards and forwards as much as you want. So, that yeah, that will be there in the next version. Also, I guess while we're talking about that, we're also adding a, a quite a few different ways to to get to your podcast. So what we find at the moment is that, We've kind of heavily focused on letting people download their podcasts, but there are people that you know prefer to stream them or whatever else. So we're going to be rejigging a little bit so you can you know you can build your own playlist. You can also see you know what episodes do I have in progress, which ones have I downloaded, which ones are unplayed, just to give you a few more options to find you know if you have a large collection, just to find what to listen to next. I guess awesome. Um, a, a personal request uh, to to consider, and of course, it's your guys' application. But uh, I, for some reason, I really like to see the full album artwork. If I have a desire to see the full album artwork, and I noticed that, it, like, I'm looking at the album artwork of my own show right now, and the very top has a constant bar on it that shows the title and the episode name, and and it's got the the button for the one x, two x, one point five, and the show notes thing. Is there any way to, to, in the future, possibly get it to where that bar doesn't show up all the time or that you can clear it out to actually see the full artwork of somebody's show that you're not familiar with but you want to see what it looks like? Yeah, it's, it's funny you should ask that. We were just talking about that yesterday. So we, we have a designer that works for that. So we're two programmers and one part-time designer. So I was talking to him about exactly the same thing. You know, How do we, how do we let people dismiss that but still let them know it's there? So what we're thinking about at the moment is maybe if you, if you actually tap on the title, it'll fade out. And there'll be some kind of indication that, you know, you just tap there to get it back. Yeah. But we're just tr- trying to figure out the best way to implement with it, that. But, yeah, definitely in the next version we're, we're going to try and do that because some people have some quite, you know, nice podcast art and it seems a shame to sort of stick this black banner over the top of it. And another big question for mine is I look at the show notes and I'm noticing that it truncates the the show notes. And I go through uh, a lot of trouble to actually take my entire uh, show notes that are posted online, and I put them in the lyrics tag. What what are the what's the possibility of pulling the lyrics tag and putting it into the the show notes? You know how the have you ever done that on the on the iPad or iPod? 
uh, versions? Have you ever seen where somebody actually puts the lyrics in and it actually has this? Is that the one that kind of hovers over the podcast? Is that- yes. Yeah, okay. So what we're doing at the moment, I wasn't Phil, – Phil actually writes all our server parsing stuff, so I'm not that familiar with it. But we have noticed that some shows, for example, keep their show notes on the web. And I guess like you pointed out, some shows have, have a lyrics tag. I don't believe we parse those at the moment, but it is quite flexible. Like if we wanted to, we could add that in fairly quickly. And that's something we're looking at doing sort of this week as well is definitely trying to parse like for some of the big podcasts if they have their – their show notes on a particular website. We'll try and get those as well. And I guess now that you pointed out that lyrics tag, I should probably write that down so that when Philip gets in that he can actually have a look at that as well. Sure. And just to clarify, by the way, is the lyrics tag is actually what I'm talking about is is not in the lyrics tag in the in the feed, but the lyrics tag in the MP3 itself. So it'd have to be downloaded. Uh, so, I see, I see, so I see. basically inside the MP3 metadata in the lyrics tag, I actually throw in. I mean, I you can actually write an entire ebook if you want. I mean, you know, an eighty-five page <laughs> ebook in there. And on the iPod, when it's subscribed and you sync over, it reads the MP3 data's uh, lyrics tag. Uh, okay, that's quite interesting. Yeah, so, I'll have to have a look in there. I know Apple added quite a lot of stuff in um, iOS four point two yeah. for parsing all that metadata. I think with MP3, it's always been open, but with their sort of AAC files, it's kind of like a closed proprietary standard that they don't really publish the specifications for. Right. So that's one thing we don't have, for example, at the moment is chapter support. Right. And it hasn't really been possible until uh, iOS 4.2 that Apple's actually enabled you to, to get that information out of the podcast. All right. Another one here, I, I noticed that I subscribe to Command N's uh, video feed, and they don't happen to have a an iTunes graphic in their RSS feed, and so I have no graphic there. Um, again, this is, I don't care when it comes or if it ever comes, but just a request, it'd be cool if we could add our own graph, you know, a graphic from our media library or something like that for somebody that doesn't have one. So it doesn't look so plain for a particular show. Yeah, we, we've had a few people ask that actually. And this is where I guess the Android, some of the Android users get an advantage because they can actually see all their art on their SD card and they can, um, Sort of drop extra files in, so we are we are thinking about how to do that. I guess in the short term, if if there's a show you really love and it, it doesn't have a graphic or you think it should have, you can you can basically just email us and we'll add it in. So we have a an, an admin area sort of on our server where we can go in and you know either override people's graphics or if they don't have one, we can we can put in one. So yeah, you know, we'd be happy to do that for people. There's a there's actually an email button. I don't know how crazy this is, but there's an email button straight in the app. So I guess we like hearing from people, and even if sometimes it means I have to wake up to you know, 30 or 40 emails in the inbox. I'd rather hear from people, you know, that want want changes or are having problems than, than not. You know, I'd, I'd rather them sort of contact us instead of just delete the app and go, oh, that was no good. Well, I, I absolutely love it. Matter of fact, I, I hit the email button. I didn't expect to get a response right away or, you know, and wasn't sure if I was going to get one. But, but, man, you guys responded right away and we've had some great conversation. Here we are just a few short days later having this interview. Um, two more things, and then um, you know I'll let things wrap up here. But um, uh, I want to let you know I subscribe to the Apple Keynote video. Now, obviously, that's overkill, but it was in the search directory, um, and uh, and it kept timing out. Uh, it was about uh, I think it was almost 800, 900 megabytes. Yeah, I think it was about eight hundred and fifty megabytes. That one. Yeah, but um, it finally did come in. But I just want to let you know that sometimes those bigger files will time out, even on Wi-Fi. And then the only one, the only other thing I want to let you know is there's webbeat.tv. Now, I, I never really did get into this show, but um, and matter of fact, I, I completely got rid of all video podcasts, but I love the fact that I can choose to download one whenever I feel like it on your app. I don't have to actually subscribe to it 
per se. And so uh, I went ahead and, and brought in some videos here. But webbeat.tv, they have their small, media, or they small, large, and HD feeds. All three of them, video will not play in the application at all. Uh, okay. Does it play audio or just plays nothing? Uh, there, if I stream it, it will play audio. Uh, but, okay. but when might, it, might be something you have to have a look into. There are there are certain cases where, depending on how people have encoded video, it won't actually play. Yeah, on the iPhone, and that's not something we're smart enough at the moment to, to look at and go, oh, you know, let's play the audio instead. I think it actually tries and then refails if it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, I, t- Sorry, I just what was what was the first thing you said? Uh, the first for thing, the WebBeat TV. Uh, the first thing for the WebBeat TV. Well, the. No, no, but, before oh, oh, that TV was uh, the else. Apple Keynote was, uh, you know, 800 uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so what we're trying to do, I'm not sure in the next version or the version after, is actually put in what's called resume support. Mm-hmm. So a lot of lot of web servers, I don't know if yours does or not, but some of them actually support resuming of a download. So if you get to, you know, 30 meg or 100 meg and for some reason, you know, your 3G connection dies or your Wi-Fi connection drops out, then you can actually resume from then on. We don't, we don't have that support in the application at the moment because it's quite... I guess it's a complex thing to implement, but that's something we're looking at. I've definitely been looking into that over the last few weeks to to see how we can get that to work. I guess in a seamless way. And and the only uh, you know what, and I told you I would, that was going to be the last thing, but I want to say one more thing is that I the playback. You know, I download all of my episodes that I want to listen to. I don't want to stream them, but I noticed that it's really good most of the time. I'd say nine times out of ten. It does a really great job if I come back a couple hours later, click on that epi- same episode and hit play. It starts playing from the beginning, and, but then jumps me right to where I left off nine times out of ten. But occasionally, like if it's been two or three days, I, I can come back and it kind of just kicks me right to the very beginning of the episode again. Yeah, okay. That's not, not something I've had, but there is, there's only a certain sort of set of circumstances out of which you can – you can save where you're up to. So the app does try to, you know, when you pause or you play or at certain intervals, it tries to sort of save where you're up to and remember that. But there's a there's a few little gotchas at the moment which we're trying to fix that, you know, if you if you do this and then you unplug that and then you do this and then you do that, that'll actually, it'll basically either forget where you're up to or it'll be like a few minutes old and, and that kind of thing. So they're, they're all things we're trying to address in the next version basically. And- the, the other problem we had is the the very first version we released sort of had streaming inside our application and Apple actually rejected that. So they have all these rules about you know how you can do streaming and how much you can download, and so we actually had to move that into into their control. So if you stream over three G, I don't know if you know, you get the default sort of Apple Player. Oh, okay. And the, the problem we have with that is there's a lot less control we have over that. So things like saving the position and, right. and that kind of thing, we still try and do, but it's it's still a little bit flaky at the moment. So that's something we're trying to fix as well. What about downloading over three G? Are you limited on that? No, no, so Apple, for some reason, they don't put any limits on that. They put the limit on the streaming, which doesn't really make sense to me because in theory you should be downloading less, you know, while you're streaming it than if you download the entire podcast. But yeah. I guess that's that's their call, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you, Russell, I absolutely love this application. Last week um, I told my audience that I would tell them this week why I, after all of these years, for the very first time ever, made the decision to completely and utterly unsubscribe from every single podcast in iTunes. And this is why, because I am now subscribed to all of my podcasts and even more uh, as a result of Pocket Casts, which is available from Shifty Jelly over there in the iTunes store. For those of us here in the States and I guess uh, some other places, $1.99, absolutely worth it. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. No, no, thanks for your time. It was great.
All right, my friends, there you go. That was the interview that I did with Russell over there uh, with Shifty Jelly. Wow, I tell you, I am still so excited about this uh, this application, this podcast's uh, Pocket Casts application that you can get in iTunes. And it sounded, I, I don't know, did I hear him say something about the Android users? Uh, that I, I wonder, I, I wonder if they have a version for that. I, I didn't seem to ask him. But anyway, I'll tell you what, if you're an iPhone user, I love this thing. I think it is absolutely worth $1.99. And I have actually uh, taken the iPod application or uh, icon out of my bottom dock on my iPhone. I've put it off somewhere else because I don't need it anymore. I have instead replaced it with the Pocket Casts icon. That's how important this application is to me. I absolutely love it. And I want to let you know that um, you know this application's not perfect. Uh, there are a few minor bugs, and I have had the application uh, crash on me before. Not while I'm listening, and not while I'm in the middle of watching. But like sometimes when I'll go to launch a video, sometimes I'll it'll it'll close the program. Uh, it's not unlike you know the glitches that you get with a lot of you know first run you know, first versions of a, of a piece of software. But the good news is, and the reason why I wanted to have Russell on the show was simply due to the fact that I wanted to share with you guys that, and, and find out for myself before I recommend this thing, is this just something they threw together and they put it into the store and they're working on other things now and they could care less now that they got what they wanted? Or is this something that they are continuing to develop? And you can clearly hear from that interview that they are continuing to develop this particular application. So I, I would recommend go get it, check it out. Um, I have no doubt that a lot of you will. And uh, tell tell us what you think. Or actually tell them what you think. And tell them that you heard about it from Podcast Answer Man. I love that they have the little email on there. And somebody said it would be great if they had OPML import. That would be nice to see implemented on this thing. And I agree with that. That would be a great thing. In fact, I don't know why I didn't think about that, other than the fact that I don't use OPML, but I should. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, though, is uh, you can send an email to them right from the application, and you're, they will respond, I promise. It, it, they're good people over there. Anyway, folks, oh my goodness, I told you at the beginning of the show I was going to talk about, um, uh, you know, Vince had a problem where people on Skype aren't hearing his audio clips. I told you that we were going to talk about video product questions from Chef Tony. Uh, I told you that we were going to talk about Adobe Audition versus Soundbooth and metadata for Jim Beagley. All of those guys, listen, do me a favor. Please tune in next week. Our 201st episode of Podcast Answer Man. Lord willing that I'm here, I will get to those very first thing. Hey, I do want to let you know PodCamp Nashville is coming up. I think it's uh, Saturday, March 26th. Yes, it is. And... Uh, Man, listen to this. Bill and Judy Graff, myself and my wife Stephanie, Eric Fisher, Rob Williams, Jonathan Nation, David and Paula Foster, Chris Bakke, uh, Carolyn Wright, Dan Miller, Vicki Cypher, Cindy Rushton, Connie Williams, Sheila Tildwell, and Pierce Mars. Do you know what? Those are all GSPN.TV community members that are going to be at PodCamp Nashville. I am so excited. If you are anywhere near the Nashville Tennessee area on Saturday, March 26th, or if you can drive there, come and participate in PodCamp Nashville. We are going to have a blast, and uh, you know, it, it, I just invite you to come to Nashville. It's going to be an awesome time. Hey, uh, also want to let you know that my my podcasting A to Z 
uh, group study course with 20 different people that I'm teaching how to podcast from scratch. It is going fabulous. It is amazing. I'm having so much fun, and I have. I have made the decision. I am definitely doing another month-long training session during the month of May 2011. And here's the deal. Two spots already filled. All right? Two spots 100% filled, and that means there are only 18 spots left. Now, here's the situation. Anybody who signs up before I start marketing this thing big time in April, because I don't have enough time to market it uh, outside of just a random mention here in the show, anybody who signs up for my May class before, what is that, April 1st? Anybody who signs up before April 1st will get the same pricing, $800. Now, I know some of you I told, you know, that's not going to be the same price I'm offering, but anybody who signs up before April April 1st, we'll get the $800 price. However, the new price will go into effect once I decide what it's going to be if we don't sell out the 20 spots before April 1st. Anyway, if you're interested, email me, cliff, at podcastanswerman.com. Until next time, join the community.